This is Gutterball. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. They were teasing this movie in a way that made it seem like a heist. Providing insight. His dance is just excellent. So graceful. Commentary. They shot it all on a green screen. You can't do a pick And conjecture. He has found himself in a world turned upside down. And now, Gutterball. We are. Hey. We're here for the mythic 30-minute episode. I can't, I just can't get into, like, radio voice right away because how long have we been, how long have we been doing this, Bradley? Uh, you mean just tonight or you mean in general? This in podcast? general, this podcast. <laughs> several years. Several it took years. us several years to get to this episode, which is number 64, <laughs> which really should have just taken us slightly over a year, but slightly over a year and maybe slightly over two and a half minutes to get set up and record. Instead, it took us 45 minutes of floundering around yeah, like a bunch a of fucking amateurs. Sometimes you got to flounder. You got to let yourself flounder to find yourself. That's how it works. And here we are. Why is that how it works? I mean, I at this point, the like, universe. Well, yeah, but you've lived in it for a couple hundred years now, haven't you? Sure. I mean, I can't say why. I just know that's how it works. You can't say why. So you have no more insight than a regular mortal might. That's depressing. So you're not going to learn anything. Sorry. Yeah. Damn it. We're all just earthworms. Yeah, we're not, though. There's nothing here. Because earthworms can get cut in half, and then there's two earthworms. All right, let's not... Yeah, Let's I not dwell on the right. earthworm equations. Let's, please. This not. is involving biology, math. It, it's no good. Yeah, I whacked a frog with the weed eater I just remembered on Sunday. Uh, it's tall grass, and like I just hit him kind of along the neck and head, and then took most of one of his legs off. And he was not dead. That sucks. And I was like, <sighs> and then I had to crush him into the ground with a brick that was there. And I just said, I'm sorry, sir. And then I smashed him into the ground three times so that he was dead. Because what? <laughs> what? I'm going to leave him there, like gushing out, all of his innards gushing out and spilling over the ground just waiting for something to come along and eat him so i just crushed him into the ground that's a better option than sitting there right and dying slowly that's i don't know i don't know either it's probably i know you're one of these people who wants to like walk along with the broom sweeping everything out in front of his feet as he walks but i just he can't sit there and slowly die no, 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 no. I agree. I mean, even though I, I am, I do like to like brush with the broom as I walk. I don't. I know you, you once dabbled in pacifism, not in college, of course. No, but that's have where I ate it. the 48 wings or whatever, but <laughs> yes. the, uh, yeah, no, no, definitely. But I mean, I, it's a conundrum, right? Mm. The, the, the death, well, like just putting it, things out of its misery. I think it's probably better. You're right. It's not an easy decision. My sister-in-law just had to put her dog to sleep. She's had for 12 years. That was tough. Yeah, that's really tough. We had we went through that too. I know you did. It's and not that's an the easy thing one. about dogs. They go, they, you know, that's the ultimate. Right. It's like Louis C.K. You know that's where it goes. Yeah, he Look says what I've brought to us. Sadness. I brought us crying in 10 years. <laughs> Ugh. That's a roughie. It's... Well, that's maybe a bad terminology. No, it's a roughie. <laughs> it's or what have you. <laughs> oh, wait. So, okay, but wait. I know you're, I sense you're getting into this. First and foremost, I need to apologize to, I said last time that only my mother enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, and I need to issue a heartfelt apology, and you know who you are. To someone else who was also there who enjoyed it very, very much. I love you and I'm sorry. But that person had already seen it. So when we saw it with that person, you know, they'd already seen it. So that didn't really count. Right. You know, that doesn't really count. But anyway, 
So that's my apology that's not really an apology. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to talk about earbuds again, but I'm going to skip that. I don't care. Let's move on. So you were going to, I sensed you were going to go into something. What was it? I was just going to go into like getting us on track here talking about Lebowski. All right, well, let's if do this that. this indeed is going to be the mythic 30-minute episode. All right, yeah, let's get busy. Let's get busy. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, should we just start with the minute? Uh, let's do it. Let's put it in there. Minute. Bam. Go. She's most definitely the perpetrator and not the victim. I'm telling you, I got pretty definitive evidence. From who? From the main guy, Uli. Uli Konko? Her co-star in the beaver picture? Beaver? You mean Vagina. I mean, you know the guy? I might have introduced him for all I know. You remember Uli? Mm. He's a musician, used to have a group, Autobahn. Look in my LPs, they released one album in the late 70s. The music is sort of a techno pop. So he's pretending to be the abductor. Well, yeah. Look, Jeffrey, you don't really kidnap someone you're acquainted with. The whole idea is that the hostage can't be able to identify you after you've let them go. I know that. <laughs> what the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? Knox Harrington, the video artist. So, Uli has the money. Well, ah, there it was. We're back. Our minute, we're back. Welcome to Night Sounds. <laughs> you ever listen to Hearts Night of Sounds? Space. Jesus. Uh, I don't know that if I know Night Sounds. I know, know Hearts of Space. What? I don't know. Is that the same thing? Uh, I don't Is this know. on NPR? No, no. This was on WFMZ, I think. Night Sounds. It was all like, not even Christopher Cross, but like softer rock than that. Okay. If there is, you know, James Taylor or something. I don't know. Whoever's softer rock right, right. than Christopher Cross. Well, do you know Hearts Night of Space? Sounds. I don't know Hearts of Space. What's that? Google that. Listen to some Hearts of Space. I will come make back it a point. and then we'll talk about it. Okay, I will do it. I promise to. I probably won't. All right. So I kind of lied. I do have some revisits, but they're Lebowski-related revisits. All right. Not let's like do it. any apologies or earbud talk or anything. So sixty-one fifty-nine to sixty-two oh two. There it is spans about three seconds. It's a three second long segment. And I want you to witness the Kahlua bottle. That okay. Let's just pretend I'm looking at it because Alright, alright. You don't have I'm, to look at this it. So technically it, it will never happen. Right. That's fine. So anyway, the Kahlua bottle is the shot is we're looking at the dude front on as he's make, mixing his white rush and we can see Maud and Knox Harrington the video artist in the background and he's oh, I'll use my creamer again tap 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 so as we're looking at him screen left is the Kahlua bottle and in the middle the dude is preparing his drink and on the right is the big collection of liquor bottles so it's like he has taken the Kahlua bottle and put it over here by itself on the one side we cut to Maud just for a second. And you actually see him put it down there. And he tap, tap, tap the clue, and we cut to Maud. He certainly is not. Like, even a second and a half, we cut back, and the Kahlua bottle has magically moved over to the other bottles. Just a little continuity error, because they, you know, that's how you do it. You shoot it four to 11 times to get the right take. And they it's like, had to choose the yeah. right take. That's all. But just never noticed. Never. It's very, like, he even sets it down. He pours the Kahlua in, sets the Kahlua bottle down, starts to pour the non-dairy powdered creamer in. We cut to Maud just for a second and a half. We cut back, and the Kahlua bottle has moved, like, almost two feet. So I wanted to revisit that. We missed that. However many times we watched this, we Heaven missed forbid that. a continuity error slips by us. It's the only way I can feel superior to the Coen brothers, so I try my best. All right, and then right after that, it's at 62.53. So one minute, or sorry, one hour, two minutes, 53 seconds. And he says, hey, man, hey, man, why don't you 
fucking like he's so exasperated. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like a guttural sigh. Like he's actually getting pissed. And I think part of this is a little bit of jealousy because Knox is a man in his lady friend's, his special lady's house. And he's not sure about that. So he's expressing his displeasure. Yes. All right. I'm moving along. I'm, I'm not even fucking around. 6256. We cut now to a reverse shot. The dude starts walking towards Maud. You can see the kitchen in the background. There's a lonely, ostracized bottle of Bailey's Irish cream in the back, just to screen left of the fridge, sitting there by itself, away from all the other liquor bottles. I swear, it's either olive oil or Bailey's Irish cream. Maybe it's olive oil. As the dude walks towards us, right at 6256, if you look, and I did my best to give coordinates to this, and maybe what I'll do is I will... I'm going to write a note to myself. Grab a screen capture mm-hmm. of dirt. But what you can see is, if you imagine the screen is a clock, so you're at, you're at 12 o'clock, straight up, top of the screen, but you're not at 12, you're at like 12.10. And then you imagine there's x-axis splitting the screen in half horizontally, y-axis Splitting the screen in half vertically. Mm-hmm. So twelve ten, and then maybe at if if the x axis going horizontally across the screen is zero, go up like thirty percent at twelve ten. I don't even know if that's the right way to do it, but that's then, an interesting way to do that that coordinate system. But okay, well, well how <laughs> would you do it? So you're saying you go to 12.05. Well, 12.10, maybe. 12.10, right. You wrote 12. Okay, yeah. 12, you go to 12.10, but then you try to go 30% maybe tw- no. above the x-axis. No, I was right. 12.05 is better. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to... Well, all right, all right. Because I don't know what other way to do the numerals there going vertically. You know what I mean? How would you do that? Well, say zero is of the screen. I don't know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like battleship, like B twenty seven. Right, but you you're starting from the middle. Why would you want to start from the middle, or say starting from the middle at zero zero? This is a coordinate one comma three. It's it's fine, right? One comma three is nothing though. Like an angle, right? Yes, yes. An angle from this origin point. Well, I feel so, like everybody so kind of knows all that. All the way to the edge of the screen at that angle? I feel like everybody knows. Well, it wouldn't be all the way to the edge of the screen because it wouldn't be 1205 anymore. Well, okay, fine. So really, it's just... All right, that, no, so, no, no, no. So you're right. It should, be, it should be percentage from the Y and the X. I should be consistent in my measurements. But, you know, it's cool, though, the way you did that. It's not. It's shitty. No, it's cool. It's like, you know, you, you, get, you, you encompass all of it. But anyway, there's a And it's probably the easiest way to do it, to be honest with you. It it's true seemed- efficiency. Sometimes the most <laughs> the easiest way is not the most efficient way. Well, that sounds like you're pandering to me, but that's fine. I'll, I'll take it. But there's a giant lump of dirt. This is a dirty film print that um iTunes has in their library that you purchase for money. Hmm. So, my point is that when they say remastered and refinished and blah 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 this is what they do they take the film simon the filmmaker could probably tell us more about what they do but they wash it in a little bath of like very gentle soaps and chemicals and oh yeah somebody to clean it off and they they take all this dirt and, and there's a giant piece of dirt on the thing that you buy from itunes and it just shows up just for one frame Bloop, giant piece of dirt it's on one. It shows up for one frame. frame. Yeah, and you yet somehow discovered this. Well, it's annoying. I see it. It shows, and I thought there was a fly like buzzing through the frame. I'm like Jesus, that's a, what is that? A dragonfly? It's gigantic. Oh, it's dirt on the film. Thanks. I paid for this. You can't even give it a little bath with its rubber ducky. The dude would not approve so th- of a bathless so film like, print. No, I don't know what it is. What? Well, I'm trying to... I thought I saw it, but maybe I didn't. You just have to watch it. You can't try to, like, pause Oh, I see it. It's in the it's doorway. It's like white, right? 
It's black. It has white edges, but it's in the doorway as he starts walking. It's to over his left shoulder. See, there's a better way to describe where this thing is. You're right. Do you see it now? I don't know if I did. I feel like sometimes when I watch it, I see it, and other times I don't. His left, not our left, right? Our right, his left. That's correct. Our right, his big, left, yeah. Big chunk of dirt. It's, and it's bef- oh, I saw it. Right, it's before the dude enters the doorway, but it's right in the center yeah, of right the doorway. Yeah, it's right in the center of the it's doorway. Like, Here's a big piece of dirt. <laughs> you can't get the dirt off of there before you... Well, maybe, you know, it could be... I mean, it could somehow be on the negative. It's just, there's just no way. I mean, granted, nowadays, you just use the little heel right. tool. Click. A little magic erase, a little rubber stamp tool, and you clean that frame up. Easy. And do they really need radiators in Los Angeles? Does it get cold in Los Angeles? Uh, I, don't, I don't know much about Los Angeles. It, that's a good point. I don't know the answer to that except to say maybe. I'm pretty I mean, sure. I've been in Los Angeles, and it can definitely be chilly, without a doubt. All right, so you probably chilly. don't turn it on too much. But I don't know that, like, enough that you'd actually, like, if you're indoors, you'd want to turn it on. But, you know, once you get out there, you get such thin skin. It's like, oh, it's only 68 today. I need my sweater. Is it? Well, the dude's I mean, look at the dude. Wait, He's right. wearing these sweaters, sweaters and all, all these the time with shit. the sweaters. So, yeah. Right. But now, do you get thin skin or thin blood? I thought you got thin blood. Yeah, thin blood, I guess, is for that in that regard. I mean, I was just really thinking, just in more in in general. Yeah, you're right. Thin blood would be a better thing to say. I think that's the preferred nomenclature. But honestly, I don't think either of those are too accurate. You know, like no, sci- scientifically, physiologically, biologically, none of those are actually what's going on. I think it's psychological, if anything, right? Like, your psychological health can affect your physical health. Right. So I'm sure if you... Yeah, it's a, it's a mental... It's yeah, how you perceive Yeah, something. if you perceive it to be colder... If you perceive it to be cold, your body is going to say it's cold. Like, your brain controls a lot of that, doesn't it? And this yes. is how uh, Andy Kaufman was going to go down and get healed. Or how if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Or if you die in your dream, you die in real life. Like if you have a falling dream. All right. Don't want to do that. Wake up. You better wake up, man. Yeah. Have you died in your dreams? No. No, I haven't either. I don't think I've ever come close. Really? You never fall? No, I don't have the falling dream. Oh, man. Well, see, what's great about mine is, and I know I'm skipping ahead here, but I'll make it real quick, but in the James way parking lot in Stroudsburg, I'd be walking along, doo, 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 just got some awesome clothes at the James Way, and then all of a sudden in the parking lot, I'd just be like, boom, I'd be like a human, I'd just spontaneously take off straight up into the air, whoa, maybe 500 yards, a thousand yards, enough to be like the top of a skyscraper. And it was awesome. And then that little period of weightlessness. And then, oh shit. It was like a cartoon. And then the coming down and the seeing of the cars coming closer and the lines getting bigger. And then, just as you hit, you like, an electric jolt goes through your body and you spasm in your bed and you wake up. You don't have those? I had one like two days ago. It wasn't James Way this time. So, so listening to your story, I'll say I did. Yes, I think you did. I think everybody has those, don't they? I probably now be I weird. Can only if, think of one, and that's fairly recent. I think I just don't necessarily catalog them in my mind. I'm not really aware of them, and I definitely don't remember my dreams that often. But I, it would be weird if you had it in the James Way parking lot, though. That would be strange. Because I don't think you know what a James Way is. Captain Catherine James Way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Damn know. it, you do know. How did you... <laughs> have you been to Stroudsburg? <laughs> oh, I've been to Stroudsburg, all right. You were born and raised in Stroudsburg, I know. Um, Are my revisits done? 30 minutes. Jesus, we got 10 minutes. We got to get through this. Uh, I like your note here about do not do a Google image search for... <laughs> Noggle bet. 
because I'm sure you did. And that's the first thing I did when I saw that here. <laughs> One way to so ensure that bet you took- is the or nagel bet. I don't know how to say it right. I I'm not. Know. But it's Who the uh, the name of this of, of Autobahn's, Autobahn's LP album from the late seventies. Yes, Uli's techno pop band, <laughs> kind of a, a play on craft work. Right. Although, and, uh, yes, yes, I suppose. Influenced and, by craft work. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, the red shirts and everything. It's, it's yeah, I think it's, I feel it's very, and even, um, didn't craft work have a, have a song called Autobahn? Boy, I feel like I would have found, I was doing a lot of like Autobahn-y Yeah, they research. do. They definitely do. Autobahn well, there is you a go. studio album by German electronic band Kraftwerk. Oh, uh, well, shit. Released in November 1974. Duh. Well, then there you go. Very good. I can't believe I missed and that. And it's also a track on that album, too. Stupid. All right. So it's a titular track on Kraftwerk's Autobahn is Autobahn. All right. Yes. And, Nicely done. And anyway. So again, well, one, when this LP shows up, I love it. Because, again, <laughs> talking about the just crazy, again... You're on this ride, right? And they kind of bring every type of different genre or different thing. You have the cowboy. You have the survivalist. Oh, we have the the Jesus, right? The the art person of mod, and then Knox Harrington, right? And then you throw in, okay, now we have like Kraftwerk type people thrown into the mix. That's like, just great. I like how you did the Kraftwerk. Yes. I, every once in a while, I go full on. Yeah. You, well, I'm craft work, but <laughs> you go full work, full work. The uh, but yeah, so craft work. They uh, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> again, seeing craft work come in is just again, it fills me with joy. The, it's a subtle thing too, because it's not like you see them, you know, performing their music or anything at any point. But think about I'm the operator with my pocket calculator. <laughs> Sorry. I listened to a lot of craft books. I had a four-month period, but not enough to really be full-on craft work. I never went full work. But <laughs> <laughs> just think about the work, what they had to do to make the album cover. Like, that's a whole day just with the actors. Right. You know, and making the set with the nails coming up out of the board and the... Zoffries was in there making costumes for him. For what? For what? For the cover of the LP that he's going to look at for like three seconds. And then they had to age it, Brad? Rough mm-hmm. the edges up, but they can't age it all shittily. They have to age it good. They have to make it look legit. Like it's been around for like 12 years, like banging around in her stack of LPs. Oh, I mean, exhausting. And anytime I think I might make another movie, I think about something like this, and I'm like, I give up. Just making the album cover is that's like, well, too that's much. a six-month project. Right. right. You're trying to do this, like, between your day job. And I'd be so proud of that. I'm like, look what I did. I made an album cover. <laughs> I it only it. took me three weekends. <laughs> three weeks? It would take me, like, 14 weekends to actually get it printed out and aged like that. Jesus. Well, and this is what Simon might say. He might say you got to keep it doable. Right. Keep it doable. Keep it within your means and you can still make a fine movie. Maybe not the movie you deserve, but the movie you need. Nice. It's Dark Knight. But very apropos, I think. I guess. So, Nagelbelt is apparently... (laughs) And I did not know this. Slide to the Google image search. It is German for for what? Nail bed. Nail bed. Nail and bed. You, which refers apparently to fingernail bed. However, they're kind of standing in the midst of a kind of infinite bed of nails on the album cover. Right. Where have we seen this before? Where have you seen a bed of nails before? Have I seen a bed of nails before? Oh shit! Hmm? Trust me, I guarantee I've <laughs> done more research into beds of nails than you have. 
I would say so. So, I mean, where have I seen it in this movie? No, anywhere in life. Um, like, geez, I don't know. You're furiously, just think of bed of nails. Lots of little nails all tightly t- spaced together. Bed of I nails. Mean, there, well, I mean, there's like the, the, the uh, infamous, uh, you know, like the, the guys that lay on the bed yes. of nails. Yes, yes. Brad, yes. All right. Beds of nails. Now, who, so who are those? Who are those people? You know, these are like, you know, Maharishi so and so. Like, I'm so in tune with the universal consciousness that I can like lay down on a bed of nails and oh, look at it. That's kind of an Eastern thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Like Indians, like the faker. Right. But he's, faker, faker, right? Which is weird because, like, here I am laying on a bed of nails and putting swords through my tongue and stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, he's a faker. <laughs> but no, he's really doing that shit. He's really doing it. It's kind of unfortunate trans, like, right. word that means something else in English. Well, anyway. It's like the Chevy Nova, the Nova. Right, exactly. But any, but laying on a bed of nails that are so close together. Your your weight is spread out so much that those little points don't have as much pressure pushing down on them, so right. they don't pierce your skin. But the danger is when you sit up, like you're reducing the number of nails and increasing the pressure on each individual nail that's left touching your skin. Okay, that that's when you got to be really careful. Okay. So there's a whole history of like, you know, magicians and you know their women. Uh, counterparts, their assistants, who'd come out and sit on the bed of nails. Wow! But you just had to be really careful, and they developed, like, systems where they would, like, lift them up with ropes. And the most elaborate one, they would sit down on a bed, and then the nails would come up, just straight up, out of the bed, and then lift you up off. That way, all of them are touching your entire back, and back of your legs and everything. Okay. And then... You'd be there, oh, look, the nails. And then they would go back down underneath, and you would be left safely on the flat board, you know, with all the little holes in it. Because that's always like getting on and off, like you could puncture yourself and do serious damage to yourself. Anyway, I thought it was interesting that that's an Eastern thing. Oh, I gotcha. The dude, There's the, I was right. searching for this connection, but There's I the connection. Now. There's the thread that we'll loop thing. back in. It's an Eastern thing. The dude's a very Eastern type of guy. I mean, that's another weird archetype they could have thrown in here. Like a Maharishi? Well, yeah, or, I mean, yeah, something like that. Some a faker. Well, it, the dude's supposed to be that in some weird way, right? Uh, maybe. I mean... I guess it depends on what you... I'm just thinking in terms of, like, these big... A religious ascetic who lives solely on alms. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. No, you're right. It's, but it's he's pretty that close. way in a Western sense. Well, yes. Yes, I guess. Right. But, yes. Sure. Noggle belt. But that's good. That's one thing I did not know. I never really... I don't know why. It wasn't until this point that I, you know, developed a curiosity over what that actually means. What, noggle belt? Nogglebet? Nogglebet. Nogglebet. Well, it, boy, it's on screen. It has so little screen time. We're we're over time. I mean, maybe it's just me, right? I'm kind of in love with the fact that. Do not do a Google image search. Uli and his fellow nihilists were in that, uh, (laughs) were in this uh, Kraftwerk type band. And they made that album cover. It's amazing. So I've always been a fan of that. So I think I maybe spent special attention to it, but not enough. Not to enough. Actually, like try to figure out what that that. I guess it never even occurred to me that that might mean something, right? It was just like, yeah, it's just some like something they put on there. I I think that's what like made me look into it more. It's because I knew you can recognize who is it, Peter Stormare mm-hmm. and Flea and the other. It's, you can tell that it's them. Yes. So oh, you're like, damn it. 
for three to five seconds of screen time, <laughs> they created an LP cover. Well, it, I mean, is it possible that it's just it's somebody else's I don't band say that looks like Photoshop because it didn't really exist. It didn't really exist. I mean, it, it did, but did. it did. But. but it's like a Photoshop, or at least you know the kind of stuff they did before Photoshop, right? They had ways of of tricking it. That were, Photoshop was around. It wasn't awesome. Yeah, but even before Photoshop, like you would do that, you could do trick photography like this. I don't know if this is trick photography. But this is way here. too advanced. Like, think about the green screen scenes with the dude flying around on his flying carpet. You could tell there's something fishy going on there. Well, that this, was a this, green screen. I'm saying this is like, it's not a, again, it's not a digital electronic effect. What are you saying then? Well, that it's like a, you know, like they did, you know, they actually, it's like a composite, like a photo montage with masks cut out, you know, different things compiled together. That might even look worse. No, it's not. They made an... Brad, you can see the outline of the record inside of it. Like where it's worn through because it's thicker where the record is. Yeah. I mean, they really went all out on this record. This cover, man. (laughs) You know what this looks like. This is a lost thing. Yeah. Yeah. But the, they knew it's like, all right, well, it's it's twelve years old, so it's gonna have that ring there. <sighs> Just no. makes me happy. Somehow, I don't know why it makes me happy. It makes me bit. depressed. Makes me happy. I'm happy this exists. Yeah, I, well, I struggle with it. It's, it's that's so good. That would be a good. Uh, yeah. What? It would be fun. It would be a good project. What to make an album cover? Recreate like some album covers in 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 bizarre genres that would make you happy see i think that's a great idea but the album cover i would like to recreate if i could choose one would be herb alpert's tijuana brass go Um, for it man you know what one i'm gonna say right yeah of course whipped cream and other delights (laughs) whipped cream and other delights man now that was a hell of, of a thing. One of the most famous album covers of all time. And rightly so. I think I'd have to get Scarlett Johansson to be the whipped cream girl. That might not be so bad. I'm not too into celebrity female like sex symbols, but Scarjo she's all right. She's all right. She could be my whipped cream girl. And here I thought you're going to say some uh some Sticks album. What, that I was going to recreate a Sticks album? Yes. No, I love Her- Herb Alpert. You know, the bell that couldn't jingle, and he sang on that song. The bell that couldn't jingle. You know it. I gotta say, a lot Everybody, of all right, sing along now. It was jingling. Oh, no, no, nobody. Three coins. And <laughs> Flintstones. A lot of people have lampooned that album cover, I guess, as you can imagine. I guess. Have they? I don't really know that at doing, all. Just doing it. I just did a search for Herb Albert Tijuana. When that's all you it. see is whipped cream girl. And you see the whipped cream, but then you see some of the other, even in there, some of the other people. Like, uh, I guess, Soul, I see a cover here, Soul Asylum. Really? Which is uh, Clam Dip and Other Delights. Come on. You it has the guy, I guess, mm. from Soul Asylum and Clam Dip. Then here's Pat Cooper, Spaghetti Sauce and Other Delights. Pat Cooper covered in spaghetti sauce. Come on. You know, I see it. That's stupid. I hate The that. Frivolous Five, Sour Cream, and Other Delights. I oh, mean, this that is... album cover is like a cultural touchstone, right? So it's just bound to happen. Yeah, but Soul Asylum, they didn't, they don't deserve to get to make fun of that. Pat Cooper, maybe. I don't have any idea who Pat Cooper is. The Frivolous Five. Come up with your own no. idea, man. Anyway, right, that yeah. so that's the album that's behind Autobahn. So I I bring it up for a reason. I actually was able to figure out all of the albums up to and including Herb Alpert's Tijuana Brass, Whipped Cream and Other Delights. The first one, the first album in the stack is Stereo <sighs> Stereoscopy. 
I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it right. Is that right? Stereoscopy? Would that be the way to pronounce that? Yeah, I think so. Right? Stereoscopy? That seems right. So... And then Eric Anderson. Oh, look at that. Yeah, you, at least you can see them all there. Blue River. Well, it took me a long time to, because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with Alan Parsons' project. I've never listened to an Alan Parsons' project album ever. I know nothing about them. I, went I on believe Spotify. it was some form of hovercraft. Well, they didn't have anti-gravity devices at that point, so I doubt it. And then the second one is Eric Anderson. Blue River. Never heard of that. Third one, Autobahn. No, no. Third one, Barry Sisters. Never heard of them. Fourth one, Autobahn. And then Herb Alpert. So my point is they're in a rough alphabetical order, but not quite. Like, maddeningly out of alphabetical order. uh, It's like dissonance because of how it's almost... In alphabetical order, but then is not actually in alphabetical order. Which means maybe she, she or somebody was listening to them recently and put it in there out of order, you know? So it's Alan, so first of all, Alan Parsons, they're alphabetizing by his first name, Alan, A-L. And then the yeah, second but, one is, oh yeah, but what? Yeah, but what? But it's not Alan Parsons. If it was just, if it's the Alan Parsons Project, which is... What's still a P? Okay. Okay. Like, okay, okay, okay. No, 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 I see what you mean. mean. I see what you mean. I think I'm on thin ice, but I think there is at least some ice there. Thin as it may be. It is his name, though. It's not like Leonard Skinnerd. Right. You know, Leonard Skinnerd is an L. It's not S. It's not his name, man. It's not like Led Zeppelin. I love him. Right. That would be in the Z section, obviously. He's awesome. He's fucking... He's still alive, you know. Did you know that? I, I Still making so. music. It's impressive. But yeah, no, I see what you mean. It's Alan Parsons Project. All right, fine. So it's Alan Parsons Project. A-L, but then it's the Barry Sisters. So what? Barry. So you're saying, like, maybe one of their first names was <laughs> in A? Well, Jesus, I didn't go that deep. I guess that's my bad. So it goes from A-L to B-A... And the third album is Eric Anderson, A-N. So A-L to A-N makes sense, right? And Eric Anderson, and then it goes to A-U. But then after A-U, it goes to A-L again. So Audubon is out of order. So I wonder if they did it multiple times, and he put it in the wrong order in the stack. Maybe we were supposed to see more of Whipped Cream Girl there. Maybe Audubon was supposed to be behind A.L. Albert. Mm. That's my point. Obviously, right. we have a precedent for this because the Kahlua bottle is way out of scope. It's way over there on the left, and then it's way over on... Like, he's putting it all over the place. He, he's not consistent with his placement of the Kahlua bottle. So maybe he puts... You know, they do it once. It's like, all right, reset. All right, put it back in there. Where was this? I, it was by Herb Alpert. Is it before it or behind it? I know it was right there. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's my theory, man, that what? he misplaced it. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. Did you know Alan Parsons was an assistant engineer on the Beatles' Abbey Road and Let It Be? Do you think I'd have all of this knowledge of these fucking LPs in the stack and not know that? Of course I knew that. Right. I actually knew that before... I started this. Well, I just wanted to do this as a segue. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm sorry for being so mean then. The Beatles and Mono. No, I'm just joking. I could talk about that. That was Beatles a compound joke. <laughs> it was a joke based on how we talk about the same stuff again and again without realizing it. I want you to talk about the Simpsons joke. I breezed over it, but I, I didn't. I was trying joke? to get it and i i don't know it the alan parsons project which i believe was some sort of hovercraft that's the joke that's it that's the only joke that's it so it's not Homer a, says that it's he's not like a, recounting bands and he says and then he says and the allen's and the alan parsons project which i believe was some sort of hovercraft so it's not a mike myers joke at all cool all right moving on then move on 
Good what segue. is there to say after going through all the LPs in the stack? I think that's one of uh I think that's one of this podcast's finest moments, Adam. It's um well and if honestly, if you really look at that album cover, like it's put together really well. It's got this Kubrick Kubricky like infinity like out into the distance thing i don't want to let's move on i i've talked about it enough but just that took a lot of work you laugh at it just because you know who the nihilists are and it's silly but shit man that looks like an album from the late 70s early 80s in the synth pop euro pop techno pop era it really does fantastic these are not people who design album covers for a living. Maybe they hired somebody who did. I would love to know. These are filmmakers. To be that spot on with this album cover just makes me fucking crazy, man. Because then you have to hire somebody who knows this art to help you right. with your own well, you art. Hire someone that's an expert in making album covers. Oh, fuck. It's... Hire someone from the 70s. Hire the guy that did Kraftwerk's album cover and say, hey, can you like reproduce that for us? Just hope that he's still alive. You know? The whipped cream girl is still alive. I think she's like 72. Looking pretty good still. I gotta admit. She's looking pretty... We'll put a link to the whipped cream girl as she currently is. I'll make a note of it. You know? Old people, though... Slow and dangerous behind the wheel can still serve a purpose, Brad. Wow. Man, we now are... we've moved from speaking Lebowski's to speaking Simpsonese. Oh, I thought it was Dumb and Dumberington's. Oh, it is Dumb and Dumber. You're right. Are we splitting hairs here? They both threaten castration. Yeah. All right. My Jesus. bad. <laughs> you are way well more versed. Way more well versed in The Simpsons than I am. So what do you think of Dumb and Dumber sequel? You going to line up around the block to see that one? I'll wait a little bit, but I will go see it. Maybe not in the theater. I might not go see it in the theater. But I will see it. I could see myself. I think if that I'm, movie came out 10 years ago, I would be like, oh, oh I've got to go see oh, that. Oh, yes. Oh. Now? Opening weekend, mm. probably. Not opening night, maybe. Maybe on a matinee opening weekend. But I would be, like, pretty excited. Now I'm like... I could probably wait, but I I, I want to see what they're going to do. It's the perfect thing to be like on HBO Go. Hell yeah. One Sunday afternoon and see that there. It's like, oh, this month we have whatever. I See, like, I'll, All I'll, right. I'll do you one better. I'll say like it could be like a Friday or a Saturday night and it'll occur to me and I'll be like, oh shit. Oh, is that on? And I might actually seek it out and be like, yes. Finally, it's on HBO Go or Netflix or whatever, Amazon Prime, and I'll put it on. Like, I won't have to, like, encounter it accidentally. I might seek it out eventually. But I don't think I'm going to, like, wait for it in the theater or anything. Did you ever see, uh, speaking of Scarlett Johansson, bringing it back to that, that Under the Skin movie with her? Mm, no. It's that I don't really want to see that. Under whose skin in particular? Under her skin? skin it's called under i think it's called under the skin but do you know whose skin it's referring to um no that well i might that would kind of be a spoiler Spoiler alert right and check out the trailer okay and come to your own conclusions it's it's one of these it's like a very i think it aims to be a very like it's a very arty art house type thing so that's a good one so Knox harrington is in this minute the video artist. He was in last minute too, but here's here's Knox Harrington. He's a he's a video artist. You know, a video <laughs> artist. Duh. Duh. So I asked I mean, my wife, her name is Leslie. Hi Leslie. Alright, I'm gonna say a phrase to you and tell me what you think of. Ready? Video ready. artist. I'm just, I'm not talking to you. I'm right, relating right. the story about it, me. It. Okay. Yeah, Missed that. Yeah. Yeah. You're just listening to me. We're so far past the 30 minutes. I cannot be held responsible <laughs> for what happens. Go continue. She was touching her face. Yes. Okay. What do you think of the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about your mother? Let me tell you about my mother. No, that's Blade Runner. Sorry. Jesus. Video artist. 
I don't know, some weird, like, arty little guy. <laughs> and she hasn't watched this. Like, she's seen the movie, but a long time ago. I'm like, right. all right, all right. Not bad, not bad. You know, makes weird little arty movies. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, what do you imagine when I say the word filmmaker? I like black and white. Like, you know, lighting and, you know, also arty, but more like, I don't know, not sweeping, but black and white, like film, you know, film. All right. What about the word director? Hollywood blockbuster. It's like, hmm. So where would you put like (laughs) videographer on that scale? Oh, well, way down past video artist. Yeah. Mm. I'm somewhere between Ouch. like videographer and video artist. Well, gotta, gotta get busy, Brad. Gotta get busy. Yeah. What does it depend on? I was going to say it depends on how you calibrate your scale, right? But I think probably. <laughs> I think it's all relative, man. There they are. You, there's no like tweet. You can't dial it in in any particular way that makes that. Like, I think, you know, the reality is pretty clear there. Well, I was going to say, I would, I might put in one calibration, I might put video artists at the top of the heap. Oh, Jesus. But then videographer's still like on the bottom. Videographer's so. on the bottom. Let's no matter how it. you calibrate it. There is, yeah. You can't dial those knobs in, in any way to make that on the top. But video artist, okay. I see your well, you point, start, but. Mm, start making some films. I, yeah. Okay. Let's move on. So the blackest mouth in America returns at 6309. I don't know what it is with the dude in his mouth, but he's just got this cavernous black mouth. Creeps me out. There he is. He's like, he's like, beaver, uh, you mean vagina? And his mouth's kind of open. Black mouth again. I don't know why it's so dark in there. Have we like, yeah, I mean, we noticed the dude. It's the third time that he's done this. Do, do, like, other characters don't end up with a dark mouth? I haven't seen it as dark as his mouth. Of all the mouths, his is the darkest. He's got the darkest mouth. It's weird, you can always see people's teeth and their tongues and, like, some shininess in there from moisture, but not his. Like, I don't know if he's just got cotton mouth. Maybe he's hung over all the time, or... It's weird, like, you can see... You know the guy, you can kind of see his tongue sticking out there, but there's moments where it's just pitch black in there. It's frightening. I don't know if it's his lips, like they curl over his teeth, but his mouth is open. So that's weird. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I only notice it with him. Maybe it's a, a perception bias, what they call that. You know, like once you get a mm-hmm. Volkswagen bug, you'll only see Volkswagen bugs. They're everywhere. Right. But, um... Yeah, I don't think so. I like how Knox is, like, responding to Maud. She asks him, do you remember Uli? And he just kind of, like, glances, mm, I do, but I don't want to. What a tool. That's what that says. He says all that just by going, mm, and glancing. David Thulis, who's not allowed in China, Brad, because oh, no. of his involvement with Seven Years in Tibet, the movie. Mm. They will not let him in there. Which I can only so, assume means they won't let Brad Pitt in there, right? Yeah, or just anyone involved in that movie? I or guess? maybe his role. Maybe he chose the wrong role. I don't know. I just I read that in the IMDb trivia. David Thewlis, Knox Harrington, is not allowed in China because of his role in Seven Years in Tibet. I'm just firing pearls at you here, Brad. Firing pearls, firing pearls. I'm just taking them all in. You, hey, you, you take them in. I got more for you. All right, shoot. Do you want more? I'll take a couple more. A couple more. All right. So, all right. I nag not Nagorbit. The album name for Autobahn. All right. This can be used for meditation. Blah blah blah. We covered that. But this is a visual cue for the dude's dream sequence that happens later on, where the nihilists are chasing him. With the giant scissors, whoosh, whoosh, 
you know, and they come around the corner mm-hmm. and they're wearing these red suits, which echoes this album cover where they've got these red shirts on staring up at him. This is why. So Maud's got the giant scissors on her wall. Here's these dudes in their red shirts. And this is all just getting like smushed around in his brain hole. Right. And when he's in his drug addled state, like he meshes the red shirted nihilists with the scissors and and Maud and it all comes together. So anyway, it's foreshadowing these. Right. Nihilus well, make an appearance. And here. he these scissors might really make an impact on him because he's already worried about his Johnson. Worried about his Johnson being cut off and ooh, like yeah, anything he sees that might be some kind of giant shearing implement might just uh right. kind of make him give him a little bit of a a jolt. Yeah, any Johnson pincer is might, gonna be Yeah. It's kinda like touching a little bit of a raw nerve for him. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Okay, I don't like these tinkles at 6301. It's when we're back to, it's right by the uh, dirty film print. The dude's walking just as he finishes making his drink. He walks towards Maud. The tinkles don't match up with the movement of the glass. Don't need to dwell on it. There it is. The dude says, Beaver, you mean vagina? So he's proving that he's not like most men. It's at 6315 if you want to go check it out, but. He's comfortable saying the word vagina, and he's proving that to Maud. So this is, it's almost a form of the dude flirting with Maud and, like, showing off for her, like, yes, I am not like most men. Could be. Well, that could have that effect, although I would argue that, like, maybe most things in the dude's life, he does not necessarily, is not on purpose. His mind is limber. It may be too limber. It's just open to pretty much anything, and just stuff comes to, in and spits, spits exactly. back out. And So this works yeah. for him, and perhaps just him being himself works for him, right, in this case. I think without a doubt, I'll, I'll buy into the fact that uh, saying vagina works for him. It mm-hmm. works for him. He's working that word. Interesting. But it's not part of a master plan. I'm going to say some words to you in a row, and... It's an association game, but wait till I say all of them. Ready? Ready. Saturation. Faking it. Hit and run. No way out. Violate you blue. Take it in. Idlevice. Club mix. Um, some sort of uh, 90s club music. Rewind 15 years and you'd be very close. It's the track names from Autobahn's album. Get out. Yes, sir. And Idlevice, the last track. Wait. And then it's Club Mix is in like brackets, like parentheses. Club. Well, that's pretty awesome. (laughs) Idlevice, Club Mix. Idlevice. Wait, where where in the heck do you see this? 6359. It's right. What is with this guy? So Uli has the money. We cut back to him. Boom. And he turns it towards us. Just for a second, you can see the back of the LP. And I've zoomed in on there, and I really spent some time on that. I was proud of myself. Idlevice. (laughs) Club Club Mix. mix. (laughs) That's pretty (laughs) awesome. Club Mix. So you're saying you saw this from that, like, long shot where you have both the dude no and... no no it's okay it's, it almost turns over to 64 gotcha gotcha it's like right but even that is hard to read but yeah it there is, it is but i took wow. some time with it that's awesome time. yes that's like, seriously awesome i don't know if anyone has uncovered that yes well well we'll put them in the show notes you can now know all the track names and maybe there's Maybe there's you can go deeper and find some other little nuggets because I guarantee you whoever's designing this album, like they probably threw some other shout outs in there, you know? They're not just going to be random song names, don't right. you think? They'd put something funny in there since you Violate can't really read you them. Blue. Violate you blue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, I should point out that's all kind of like one long hyphenated word. The letter U. Violate hyphen right. U hyphen B-L-U-E. The letter U, blue. Yeah. Take it in. And Uli goes on to become a porn star. And they're all like sex related, basically. 
you could argue that every one of these song titles is right. sex related. As right. some sort of it's some sort of double entendre. Right. Idle Vice. Except for maybe Idle Vice. Like, but that that makes it even better. It's like Key and yeah. Peel and the last guy being Mike Smith, Brigham right. Young. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's and there's a brief moment. I'm I'm almost done. There's a brief moment when Maud is explaining to the dude how abductions and kidnappings work, where it can't be somebody that you know, because the whole idea is they can't know you, because that defeats the whole purpose. You can just call the cops and say, he kidnapped me. And the dude's like, I know that, but just before he says that, he's like staring up at the ass measurement painting on the wall, like just looking at those women's asses getting measured. For what? For what are they getting measured? I don't know. But he's looking at them. Also, may I point out, Brad, while we're on the topic of Autobahn and their Mm -hmm. seminal album and only album, they were musical visionaries because if you Google synth pop or techno pop, what did she say? Euro? I think she says Euro pop. That didn't really come into being until, according to Wikipedia at least, the Mm -hmm. mid 80s. And she said they had yes. an album in the late 70s. Sort of right. a, ugh, Europe up. So they were musical visionaries. Well, somewhat. I mean, Kraftwerk is from I know the Kraftwerk, 60s even, which but they, blows my mind. They were musical visionaries. But yeah. nobody else was doing that for how long? Is anybody doing that? We're going to get angry letters. There's, know, pro, I'm there's some musicians sure that there was listen to this of, show. There was probably lots of bands doing that, but none of them are are known by me that's for sure well none of them besides Kraftwerk and autobahn basically it yeah well Kraftwerk, they're just the again they're just iconic for that sort of thing they are and it is weird you can listen to Kraftwerk and you kind of think like oh this must be like what led into this 1980s stuff like maybe this is 1979 you can tell it's kind of primitive then you realize oh no this is like 1968 blows my mind it yeah. blows my fucking mind. Like the same That's time true. the original Star Trek was airing. Right. These dudes were like dressed in the red shirts, the black ties. And it took making like that music. 16 more years, 17 more years for anybody to like really grab the reins and go with it. Well, yeah. Okay. I watched this room that I record this podcast in smells vaguely poopy. I hate when there's a vaguely poopy room. Yeah. And I I figured it was a cat that like pooped somewhere. I couldn't find, but I cleaned the whole room out like it was empty. I went everywhere because I painted. I took the floor moldings off. Like everything was out. Not just like I cleaned it. Like everything was out. There's no poop in here. Then I realized we were using that flushable cat litter for a while. It was like five years ago. Oh, Oh, yeah, you just flush it down the toilet. Oh, fantastic. Flush, 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 flush. But then, whoops, why isn't it flushing? And then we realized downstairs in the closet where there were all these clothes, like it had just backed up and backed up with cat shit, cat litter, cat urine, human shit, human litter, and backed up and just come, like, gushing out through one of the joints in the pipes and just soaking all the clothes, oh. and I went down and realized this, and was like, "Oh, fuck. that is the nightmare scenario." And then there's like the the shelf, like at head height, it would be like you know belly button height for you, but for me, I had to like reach up, and there's all these plastic tubs. I'm like, okay, at least these are safe, and I grab one to get them out of there, and I rest it off of the shelf, and. But the lid has, like, it's indented. Right. And so when yes. I lift it, it's like the, um, you know, five cups of cat shit, urine, human shit, urine, water shit sloshes off and just inundates me like the wave that overtook me God. at the beach. That it just, oh, I, I saw it go up in the air and I had a moment of pure horror and then it sloshed down over me and I try not to remember if my mouth was open and I sat there for a moment and then I took the rest of them down because well I'm covered in it now 
And right. I'll be a now little more concerned. So now is the time, and I'll just kind of, I took the rest of them down and then cleansed my, I took like six showers in a row. But I realized that's right below this. I realized this tonight. That room, which we cleaned as good as we could, but that room like is right below this room. So the bathroom's on this floor, and that's the floor below. So I feel like there's there's an area between this floor and that floor that's got like insulation or wood or something that's just been like inundated with like poopiness because uh, I don't have the f- floor molding on it. I can kind of see down into there, and I think there's just poopiness coming up from there. So, all right. I have a technical question. Okay. How did you... So you had this pipe with theoretically yards of solid blockage in it. I don't know how much, but... But how did you fix that? Well, we had to call someone. Right. I mean, it would drain eventually, but it was kind of clogged up in there. And I had... So here's Just some the, major, like, roto-rooter type thing went down through the Not, not even a major thing, like, but I do have, like, some of those, and I ran those down through there, and I got covered in more shit. But all that was doing, like, there's different right-angle turns and loops until it gets right. down to the bottom of the house and underground, and then it makes another right angle, and then it goes out to the street, right? I couldn't get it past that last right angle. I just kept pushing it past other angles, but I could get it some of the way. But then it would still, like, it would take longer and longer because you could tell you were pushing the mass farther and farther. Right. Like, it was just becoming more and more dense as you went. More and more dense, but at least farther away. So, like, we couldn't drain fully, but there was more pipe to fill up before the right. tub it filled you a up. Days. <laughs> yeah. And you could, like, take a shower for 40 seconds before it would start to bubble up. You remember one, two, three? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The worst bathroom oh. in America with like spaghetti sauce and lettuce and pieces of sausage floating in it. Yeah. It wasn't quite that bad. This was just cat shit and human shit. But yeah, so then you'd fill the pipes up, and then you know it would buy you a little time. So we had yeah, we had to get like an actual like company with the big truck with this thing that had. Like aggressive, it looked like one of the little mean transformers, like the little ones that would go in like, or like the thing they'd put into your ear, but more metallic than that. They sent it up there and just blasted it all out. Don't use flushable cat litter. They're liars. They're fucking liars. Moral of the story. But I think that's why it smells kind of poopy. I think no matter how well we clean that, I think it's always going to smell. I had incense yeah, going when we started this. That's something I worry about. You know, yeah. like once you get certain level of contamination, there's just nothing you can do about it, really. Yeah, except burn the whole thing down and start over. Even if there's really not contamination, the fact that you know that the contamination was there, it's contaminated. You know, and that's the thing. I'm the only one that smells it. But I never thought about this possibility until tonight. But well, why I am I the, the only idea. one that smells it? Where I'll get that smell, and then you'll like come the up with the smell is in my nose somehow. Mm, but it's always the same, Brad. But yeah, and only yeah. in this space. I know what you mean. That does happen. It's Sometimes like it's on like telltale heart. It's going to drive you crazy. You're eventually going to pull up the floorboards. I have done that already with different. Like when the cat was in the. That's a story for another time. <laughs> I will leave you with this. We didn't do thirty minutes, but we're. Only slightly more than an hour. I'm going to put a link to this. I don't know if you saw it, but the Big Lebowski has now been cited in a legal decision. Yes, I did see that. Did you that. see it? Yeah, that's brilliant. I oh, love it. It's so great. Should we talk about it a little bit? I think we can. I have the, the page up here. All right. you Here, I've talked enough. You take the Which, You take it. So this is from Business Insider, and we have the links in the link in the show notes, which you can find at gutterballs.tv slash 064. Much different than Hot Dick Insider. Yes. It's Business Insider. (laughs) Business Insider. Um, The Texas Supreme Court. Texas Supreme Court Justice Deborah Lehrman cited a quote from the cult film The Big Lebowski 
in a legal decision last month. Um, the one on there was a decision, blah, blah, blah. But then it was a freedom of speech appeals case in which Andrew Barnes wrote on blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we don't really need that. What she wrote was, the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution is similarly suspicious of prior restraints. Highlighting a cornerstone that has been reaffirmed time and again by the Supreme Court, this court, Texas Courts of Appeals, legal treatises, and even popular culture. Bolded. And there's a little footnote next to popular culture. <laughs> and in the footnote, it says, The Big Lebowski. Polygram filmed him in entertainment and working titles films 1998. Then another parenthesis, quote, for your information, the Supreme Court has roundly rejected prior restraint. <laughs> I mean, I think this our affects all of us, man. Our basic freedoms. Basic, I think our work here is done. Yes. What's what's going to get this footnote of I the mean, year? They call it. I mean, sure. I, I found the track names on the back of the album, but I guarantee you somebody else found that. When are you going to have like a legal a legal citation in like a decision referencing the Big Lebowski? Does it get better than that? I have to give credit to my good friend, Laura, who found that one. Did you find it independently? No, I saw you sent it to me. Yeah. You texted it to me. I I yesterday. can't believe I never saw that. I mean, amazing. And Texas of all places, Brad. Yeah. Well, this was yeah, September fifth, twenty fourteen. <laughs> the opinion was delivered on August twenty ninth, but let's not split hairs. Right. Hey, at least we played the minute this time. We didn't forget about it. Ugh. Well, yeah, and we didn't mm, we were supposed to keep it to half an hour. It's 71 71 minutes you know we haven't had any other submissions it's depressing for the trivia contest so I haven't felt compelled to ask any more questions like until anybody answers any questions am I supposed to ask all of them before we I don't know what are the rules anybody know you picked a hell of a time did I a hell of a time well I'm not going to ask any questions now that's for sure. That's one thing I know. All I know is this fucking room smells like a. <laughs> it's your room, man. It's a poop. <laughs> Next time on Gutterball. You know, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have you. 